Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio, another true story from True Story FM. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. With all of us wearing masks and gloves nearly every time we leave our homes due to the COVID pandemic, what is the environmental impact of all this PPE? As you can imagine, it's not good, particularly given these items are now considered contaminants and not recyclable through local recyclers. In this episode of Cause Talk Radio, I talk to Kyle Riggs, North American Account Director for Zero Waste for TerraCycle, and Amy Strawbridge, Brand Partnerships and Experiential Marketing Manager for Subaru, about their partnership that's working to help Subaru and its customers recycle this PPE. You'll be amazed at how TerraCycle takes this PPE and converts it into useful materials in a way that keeps these items out of landfills. Amy also catches us up on other incredible social impact programs Subaru has rolled out since COVID hit, and Kyle gives us an update on how TerraCycle is keeping busy, helping companies and schools keep recycling, even if people are stuck at home. Well, hello, Amy and Kyle, and welcome to Cause Talk Radio. Megan, thank you so much for having us. Hey, Megan, it's great to be here. I wish you guys could all see Kyle's plants. That's the one downfall of only recording audio because Kyle from TerraCycle, who's going to introduce himself in just a moment, has some very cool clients. But I'm going to start first with you, Amy. Who are you and what do you do at Subaru? Am I? Thanks, Megan. I have just the privilege of working on some really cool projects at Subaru, um, mostly in the Subaru Love promise, philanthropy role with partnerships. So, um, you know, we've worked on uh, AirCycle, which we'll talk about today, but I also work on Subaru Loves Pets, Subaru Loves the Earth, Subaru Loves Learning, um, and Subaru Loves to Care. So uh, all wonderful, great things to help, you know, impact our communities. And we work with wonderful partners such as AirCycle. Um, and uh, I just do some really cool things at Subaru. So thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Um, you know, you've been part of the Engage for Good community for some time now. So it's great to see your face again and hear your voice. So Kyle, yeah. how about you? Who are you? What do you do with TerraCycle besides grow very cool plants? <laughs> yeah, um, thanks for having us. And um, essentially what I do at TerraCycle, like you said, my name's Kyle Riggs, um, but I work with brands like Subaru to develop kind of unique recycling programs for hard to recycle materials. So things that are typically landfill bound when you are done with using them. So whether that's a disposable mask, a snack wrapper, a coffee capsule, we have recycling programs for them. Amazing. Well, I'm a huge TerraCycle fan. I've actually uh, been trying to get you guys on the podcast for some time. So I'm so excited that you are here today. Um, And obviously, it's always a pleasure to talk to Subaru. You guys have... uh, definitely have all sorts of amazing programs that we've definitely talked on this about on this program before. But let's jump into what you guys are doing now. So Subaru and TerraCycle, you guys have had an existing partnership based on recycling like Kyle was just referencing. But Amy, can you tell us um, maybe what this partnership entailed pre-COVID so we have a little bit of background before we jump into what you guys are doing right now? 
Yeah, happy to. Um, so we partnered with TerraCycle, who is actually located just up the road about 40 minutes from us in Trenton, New Jersey. And the reason why we partnered with them is we were looking for a program uh, to support Subaru Loves the Earth that all of our retailers could really get behind and make a huge impact. And when we started talking about what that could be, we started thinking, you know, what do the retailers, what do consumers, um, when they're at a retailer, have that's trash and that, you know, is hard to recycle. And, you know, when they're at a retailer and they're in the service area, waiting area, you know, they have coffee cups, they have snacks, uh, you know, those sort of things. So we're like, hmm, there's something there. So when we started thinking about a partner, TerraCycle came to mind because they are the experts in, you know, recycling hard to recycle products. So Long story short, right now we have over 500 retailers uh, participating in this program, and they have these zero waste boxes that are all customized at all of their stores. Many of them have them in the sales showroom or the service area, and they collect snack bag wrappers, which could be chips, you know, granola bars, candy bars. So there's a box for those. There's a box for disposable cups, lids, and straws. So those styrofoam cups, those Starbucks cups, we have a box for them. And then we have a box for the disposable coffee, K-cup, you know, coffee containers uh, and creamers that they can go into. And once those boxes are filled at our retailers and they encourage their customers to come in and bring those materials from home even, the retailer packages up, put them in UPS, and those boxes go to TerraCycle. And then TerraCycle takes those products and makes plastic benches, or not plastic, but benches and um, different materials that our retailers can then buy and donate to their community. So we've had them purchase these buddy benches and donate them to schools. They've purchased picnic tables and donated them to their community park. So it really takes that trash and makes it go full circle. Love that. Thank you for sharing that second half of that equation because I did not realize what happens that they can, those retailers can then buy items made from that recycled trash. One of the things I love about just the whole TerraCycle model and the model that you're describing in your retailers, Amy, is just that it brings awareness to people, things that they would normally just pitch in the garbage if there is a prompt, a visual prompt there to say like, put your coffee cup lid there. You're like, wait, it's not just trash. Oh, you know, it just brings awareness, just the act of having a box and giving people an opportunity. It just makes them, even if it just makes them think a little bit about the fact that this particular product is now not going to the landfill, you're like, wait, it was going to the landfill before? Like people just don't think about those types of no, things. No, and I learned so much. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, when we were researching this, I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, spend five minutes on the TerraCycle website. You're going to learn a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a, ton. a ton, yes. I love that. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit about PPE. And this has definitely been one of the things that I've started to see, even literally just walking around my suburb, you know, like discarded masks on the side of the road. And it sort of, I don't know if you feel this way, you guys, but it almost feels to me like with this COVID crisis, obviously there's some very huge priorities in society. It almost feels like the whole recycling and sustainability piece has like... I'm not going to say gone away, but it's just come lower down on the list because there's so many things that are you cannot do anymore that maybe you could do before. Like if you want to go get takeout, you can no longer bring your own containers to get takeout from a restaurant. Like that's no longer okay. So it almost feels like that's a little bit gone out the window. But um, 
Kyle, I want to ask you a question. So with so many people that, you know, most of us have to wear masks. Sometimes people have to wear gloves or sometimes people like to wear gloves. So with all of this other PPE, like what is the environmental impact? Do you even know of all this discarded PPE? I mean, outside of me seeing it on the sidewalk near my house? Yeah, great question. Um, so I think it, it is early on in in the the pandemic. Um, so I think there's definitely some more time until we know for sure the the hard data driven um, impacts. However, um, we can definitely make some some kind of logical jumps right now, just from situations like you mentioned of seeing it ending up as litter. Um, not to mention just the increase in the use. You know, a year ago, I could go outside. I didn't have to wear a mask. Now, when I go outside, I need to put on my mask. So, of course, there's going to be more waste produced. Um, but generally speaking, the environmental impact um, can be pretty large. So, first, those single-use items like masks and gloves, even when they're made from plastic, aren't locally recyclable through your municipal recycling program. And so, when it's sent to those local recyclers, those items are actually considered contaminants. Um, and they are sorted out and actually sent to the landfill, which um, is not ideal for a recycling center. Um, and second, like you mentioned, um, we've all seen that like visual increase in litter, um, and especially with PPE litter in our local communities. So whether that's outside a retail store, outside a grocery store in their parking lot, maybe in a park or, or wherever it may be, um, just seeing that a lot more um, often. And, you know, before... The pandemic, there's you know a lot of really good Samaritans out there. They see some trash. They're going to be more than willing to pick it up because of the virus concerns. There's no, been a lot you. less of that, so um, <laughs> that's been uh, definitely like a really uh, odd challenge that I think we're running into right now. Um, and then because they're ending up as litter, unfortunately, especially in cities like I live in Philly, for example, um, and I, I see it all the time around storm drains. So when those gloves go, you know, down the storm drain. Um, they end up going out to the rivers, which then connect to oceans. So it then, you know, just increases this marine plastic issue we've been dealing with for years. Um, so whether that's just the actual just like physical waste um, in the ocean or even just, uh, you know, a glove looking like a jellyfish when it's floating. Um, lots of problems that that can come from that on the environmental side. Ugh. Okay, I wish you guys could see all of our faces because Amy and I are both like shaking our head and making disgusted faces at the same time uh, hearing all of this. Kyle, thank you so much for sharing that because I don't think people think about that, but they will be. You're right, they will be. Um, and I didn't realize that... I mean, it makes perfect sense when you say it, but I didn't realize that if something shows up at a recycling center, it's considered a contaminant. But I definitely have seen stuff on the side of the road, whereas normally I might pick it up. I'm not going to pick up somebody's mask or their gloves. That's just, that's a really great point. Um, Amy, you talked a little bit about part of the Subaru love promise is love the earth. Why did you guys decide to pivot your TerraCycle partnership to PPE? Were you seeing things... Were you hearing things? Did you just know this was an issue? You guys are you're just obviously light years ahead of the rest of us who are just <laughs> starting to notice this. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Megan. But you know, as our retailers started to open up again, um, and as Subaru headquarters began opening up our offices again, um, and as we talked about, you know, we have to wear masks and some are gloves. So just from our actions, we noticed, you know, where are we putting these mm -hmm. PPE materials? Um, and again, we are just adding on to our partnership with TerraCycle because they, they do, you can, they recycle anything. So we're like, do you do PPE? And they're like, absolutely. So we immediately ordered those boxes for all of our Subaru offices. So 
headquarters. We have them on every floor. We have them as you go out the door. Um, and it just makes you think, you know, especially as I'm leaving the office and I can take it off or I'm leaving our retail store and I can take it off when I go outside, having a box right there exactly immediately makes you think, oh my gosh, there's a, I'm throwing it right there. That's the place it goes. So we have them in all of our offices. And then our retailers also have the opportunity to order their own boxes too. Mm. So we do have a number of retailers that have ordered those boxes as well. So, um, you know, it's this new normal, right? Uh, you know, I, I hope we don't have to collect them forever. But, uh, you know, for the time being, uh, we want to make sure we have a place that people can, can you know, dispose of, of those materials. So it, it can, it's just a great thing. That's an interesting question. I know we're not going to have to wear these forever, at least. I'm sure exactly not. not. Right. But I mean, there's definitely been, um, you know, comments about will Americans be more willing to wear masks in the future when they're sick, for example, like they do in Asia. Um, so that, you know, maybe it will be, a, a, some of it to a certain extent may be around a little bit longer. So well, Kyle, so you talked a little bit about what happens when people throw PPE into recycling or the garbage already, but um, what do you guys do with PPE that is recycled through TerraCycle that, you know, Amy and her colleagues are collecting at their headquarters? What happens to that PPE? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're really, really lucky at TerraCycle to have an in-house R&D team of plastic scientists. So this is kind of the key way of how we're able to kind of develop these recycling solutions for materials that are typically considered hard to recycle or non-recyclable. Um, so typically the process that these uh, boxes will go through is once they're full at, let's say, Subaru's HQ, they'll ship them over to us in Trenton, New Jersey, um, and we'll receive them at our facility there. Um, those masks or gloves will basically be um, separated, aggregated together. Um, so gloves with gloves, masks with masks. Um, and then they go through uh, two different types of recycling processes. So with the masks, they'll go through a shredding process. And then just like any other plastic, they're actually made of polypropylene. Um, so we will shred those down and then melt that plastic into plastic pellets um, and then use those plastic pellets to create things like park benches or reusable shipping pallets. Um, on the glove side of things, it's quite an interesting process that our R&D team designed where... Um, Basically, those gloves go through what's called a cryomilling process. So what that really means is think like cryogenically frozen. So they actually get frozen and then crushed into like a fine powder. And then that powder is actually the raw material that we can put into products like rubberized gym flooring to kind of give it that flexible feel. Um, and then also just reduce virgin materials that are being used to create those, those, uh, those products. Wow, that is fascinating. I had no idea that that's what gloves could turn into. Like the process. That's very cool. Um, so Amy, just to clarify, right now, your recycled PPE program is at your corporate headquarters. Retailers can order these boxes. It's not really consumer-facing unless those retailers are ordering the boxes and they see exactly. it there. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yes, that's for sure. I can. I just wish there were like one on every corner right now. I mean, I, I know, know that wouldn't work because it's a box, Kyle? but I don't know. Yeah, Kyle, that's how do we make that work? Um, okay, so is TerraCycle, Kyle? Is TerraCycle working with other companies to put a box on every corner, like we were just saying, or do you have other partnerships that are? Is this something you're promoting widely right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, definitely, our goal is to have a box for these on every corner. Um. Generally, with all of our recycling programs, we just want to make it as easy as possible for consumers to participate. So whether that's, you know, like uh, Amy was saying, by the door um, when you're walking out of the Subaru headquarters, or whether that's right by the door um, at a grocery store, 
Um, that's definitely our goal. And it's definitely something we're promoting pretty heavily. Um, we're also working with, with many companies to recycle PPE. Um, so before COVID, we were actually working with tons of manufacturing facilities, offices, and other locations that have some type of mask requirement. So whether it's they with some type of food production and they needed to have masks or whatever the case may be. And then since the pandemic has started, we've seen um, a huge, huge increase in interest um, from a lot of new types of partners. So whether that's a retailer, hotels, um, movie theaters, museums, train stations, airports, you name it. Wow. Um, definitely trying to get these recycling solutions out there, you know, in really any venue we can. That's incredible. Well, while I have you both, I'm going to be a little selfish because I am such a huge fan of both of your organizations. I just would love to hear a little bit more. Amy, maybe you could start us off. What else is happening at Subaru given the COVID crisis? There's been a lot of pivots. There's been a lot of things happening on a lot of different fronts. But I would love to hear just on your social impact work, You know, can you give us a couple of bullet points? I'm sure that outside of recycling PPE, you've got a few other things going on. Um, You always do at Subaru. So I just thought I would ask that. And then... I'll ask the same question of you, Kyle. Yeah, thank you for asking. Um, You know, most notably is, you know, when the COVID pandemic started, you know, our CEO, Tom Dahl, is like, obviously, we need to do something. We need to help. How do we get further involved? And, you know, he saw on the news all about feeding America and the hunger issues. And he's like, all right, that's it. That's what we need to we need to help with hunger. So we quickly, we did not have an established partnership with Feeding America on a national basis. So we quickly got together with Feeding America, um, our retailers, and put together a program where we were able to donate 50 million meals uh, to Feeding America to help those with hunger issues across the country. And um, that was from Subaru and our retailers. And um, you know, we just felt like that was such a, a huge thing to do. Um, so that's one thing that, that we did and, and we're pretty proud of that. But then we also, um, a lot of little things that we've done, but most notably, we, we have a new relationship uh, with our local major league soccer team, the Philadelphia Union. And the reason that we partnered with them is on a local level, their philanthropy efforts really match ours and we wanted to make a real impact in the community. Um, So our goal was to bring Love Promise to life to 18,000 soccer fans every home game and with professional sports halted uh, and no fans at the games, we've really pivoted with with our partnership there and we just launched, um, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, local dog cutouts in the uh, stadium where fans can actually go and adopt a dog virtually. So we work with our local shelters um, and we will have those dog cutouts of adoptable dogs at every home game throughout the rest of this season, uh, which leads us into, you know, Subaru Loves Pets Month in October, which is just next month. Um, and our newest edition of National Make a Dogs Day uh, October 22nd, where uh, Subaru and its retailers work to help those dogs with special needs get adopted. So those are just a couple of things. That oh, I love that. I love that. Well, uh, kudos to you. I knew you guys were probably working tirelessly behind the scenes on lots of fronts. So thank you for sharing um, just a couple of those amazing highlights. I love seeing the creativity throughout this pandemic as well. You know, the cutouts and dog cutouts. Now, I mean, come on, that's that's brilliant. Um, okay, Kyle, what about TerraCycle? Any other things that you guys have been working on? I mean, you guys are... 
I feel like pre-COVID, all I heard about was TerraCycle, TerraCycle, TerraCycle and Loop and all this stuff going on. So is that stuff still happening? Or like, what are the pivots that's ha- that are happening outside of recycling PPE and trying to have a box on every corner for you guys? So like you said, tons of different things going on um, uh, pre-pandemic. Um, and those are all still going on as well now. So you mentioned Loop. Um, definitely still operating. Many people using that at home to try to avoid grocery trips. So um, that's still happening and is expanding nationwide, which is great. Um, In addition to that, on the recycling side, um, all of our programs are still operational and happening. Um, So, you know, uh, collecting at retail stores, um, home collectors who just want to use zero waste boxes to collect, you know, plastic packaging from their last grocery run, all of that's still happening. So, So lots of opportunities there just because People are at home more, so you're obviously consuming more things at home. Um, And just because you're stuck at home, you're really a lot more aware of how much you're producing um, because it's all going to that one centralized trash can. Um, And so, to my um, teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I think, in addition to that, we also just wrapped up um, our first global recycling contest, which was called Keep On Recycling. So, it was an initiative that encouraged people to continue uh, recycling safely during the pandemic. So, our collectors were basically asked to share their unique little ideas um, of how they've stored their waste and how they're collecting it until it's safe to go to wherever their drop-off is. Um, and then they would post that on social media. And then um, the winners were actually able to receive prizes for um, kind of having that cool collection idea. Um, and they could you know, donate that prize to their uh, local school or maybe a favorite nonprofit. Um, and then we also have uh, an option where you can do charitable gifts to um, some TerraCycle's charity partners that are responding to the COVID pandemic. So lots, lots still going on here. That's amazing. And then are you guys doing anything virtually in terms of like education? Because I know you did a lot of education in schools, for example, but now that schools are mostly not in session, are you doing any virtual education? I know I'm totally putting you on the spot, asking you probably something a little bit out of your wheelhouse here, but... <laughs> totally fine. Um, yeah, so I think... Uh, Kind of towards the beginning of the pandemic, our Keep On Recycling contest was kind of meant for locations like schools, kind of keep them engaged, even though they're maybe not able to collect. So if I'm a student at a school, but I still want to collect my snack wrappers at home, I can still participate from home, which is one of the great things about our program is because they're mailback based, you can participate from virtually anywhere in the US. Um, so definitely something we're still still working on. I think with the new school year coming up, um, I'm, I'm not fully sure. I won't speak for our, our, our marketing team or our PR team, but um, I definitely think you'll start seeing a lot more um, of you know new programs as well as other educational uh, bits around recycling to kind of you know keep those students engaged. Well, Amy and Kyle, thank you both so, so much for joining me on this episode of Cost Talk Radio. Fantastic, fantastic partnership around this PPE recycling. Um, definitely want to keep hearing more about your partnership and what else you guys are going to be doing in the future. But for now, Amy, maybe you can tell people where people can learn a little bit more about Subaru's social impact work online. Sure, 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 sure. Um, everything we have is on Subaru.com. Uh, and you can look in two places under uh, Love Promise or our corporate responsibility link. Uh, that is updated all the time with the latest and greatest that we're doing. Fantastic. And how about you, Kyle? Where can people learn more about TerraCycle online if they'd like to do that? 
Absolutely. They can go to www.terracycle.com. Um, and we have a number of both uh, free and paid recycling programs that you can join and participate in. Fantastic. Well, thank you both again. I will make sure all of those links are in the show notes, which you could find at engageforgood.com. And thanks again for joining me. And I will look forward to hearing more about your incredible partnership in the future. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. 